0: Remember, somebody wrote me that said uh, Radio Free was too dire. Well, if you have a like low, dire quotient, I want you to turn on NPR or some Muzak right now, because this article from Bloom- Bloomberg is like, it's upsetting, babes. BP's failure since April to plug that oil leak in the Gulf of Mexico has prompted forecasts that the crude may continue gushing into December in what... President Barack Obama has called the greatest environmental disaster in U.S. history. Now, there's a Christmas present for the United States, a continuing gushing of oil. BP's attempts so far to cap the well and plug the leak on the seabed a mile below the surface haven't worked. While the start of the Atlantic hurricane season this week indicates storms in the Gulf may disrupt other efforts. Yes, I think so. 150 mile winds will have some effect on what's going on. The worst case scenario is Christmas time, says Dan Pickering, the head of research at energy investor Tudor Pickering Holt and Company in Houston. He said the process is teaching us to be skeptical of deadlines. Ending the year with a still-gushing well would mean about 4 million barrels of oil spilled into the Gulf, based on the government's current estimate of 12 to 19,000 barrels leaking a day. Of course, that's the low estimate. That would wipe out marine life deep in the sea, near the leak, and elsewhere in the Gulf, and among hundreds of miles of coastline, said Harry Roberts, a professor of coastal studies at Louisiana State University. These are experts talking, not harebrained wingnut bloggers. These people really know their Stuff. So much crude pouring to the ocean may alter the chemistry of the sea with unforeseeable results, said Mark Sato, an associate scientist at Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution in Massachusetts. BP, based in London, where many of them are hiding out at this moment, says it can't guarantee the success of its attempt now underway to capture the flow of oil and divert it to a ship at the surface. Thad Allen, the U.S. government's national commander for the incident, said operations may need to be suspended to allow for an evacuation ahead of a tropical storm or hurricane during which oil would continue to gush into the Gulf. The so-called relief well being drilled to intercept and plug the damage well by mid-August might miss as other emergency wells have done before, requiring more time to make a second, third, or fourth try. This, according to Dave Rensink, president-elect of the American Association of Petroleum Geologists. More experts lining up with tears in their eyes. They're all wearing black. We're in mourning. We're in ecological mourning. The ultimate worst-case scenario. Now, this is not the worst-case scenario. This is the ultimate worst-case scenario. It's kind of like a gamer's term. The ultimate worst case scenario is that the well is never successfully plugged, said Fred Amenzade, a research fellow at the University of Southern California Center for Integrated Small Oil Fields, who previously worked for Corp. That would leave the well to flow for probably more than a decade, he said in a telephone interview. Ocean biologists are concerned that the oil could linger in deep layers in the sea, generating oxygen-depleted dead zones that kill marine life. Quote, clearly oxygen levels are going to be decreased in the vicinity of the plume area, and it looks like it could be a very large plume area, said Sato, the Woods Hole um, oceanographer. The American Bird Conservancy has identified 10 key regions on the Gulf Coast where birds would be and could be harmed. If the oil... Uh, is spread widely by a hurricane, there could be long term damage to bird populations. The quote, what is difficult to measure is the loss of future generation of birds when birds fail to lay eggs and when eggs fail to hatch, said George Fenwick, the organization's president. Marine life may take decades to recover, wiping out businesses along the coastline that depend on the fishing and seafood industry. Let's not forget the tourist industry. Al Sunseri, who runs P&J Oyster Company, the oldest continually operated oyster dealer in the U.S., said he could end up out of business. This would be the end of our 134-year-old business, he said. I've been doing this for 30 years. I have a son and I don't know if he'll be able to carry on in the next generation. My, oh my. You'd think by now that BP could get it, that they are generating the worst Possible public relations in the in, in corporate history. Okay, you'd think they pay particular attention to their interface with real people in the Gulf region. Oh no! As the black tide of BP crude, by the way, this comes from the Daily Beast, one of my favorite little places. As the black tide of BP crude oil moves towards the Florida Panhandle, thousands of fishermen are trying to salvage a way of life. Hey, can't blame them. BP's lifeline. Vessels of Opportunity, a program designed to hire the fallow charter and commercial fishing boats to clean up the very mess that has caused untold numbers to lose their livelihood. BP's lifeline, Vessels of Opportunity, sounds like a wonderful idea. But a Daily Beast investigation reveals that this much-touted program is far more effective as a PR stunt than a financial savior. Specifically, a large number of the 1900 contracts BP has issued across the Gulf have gone to owners of pleasure boats, doctors, lawyers, chiropractors, and the like, who use their vessels for Saturday fishing trips or family outings, rather than the decimated commercial fishermen. They couldn't have done a worse job of PR. The devil is hiring these people. We have these, this is a quote, we have these weekend warriors taking away jobs from those who fish for a living, said Biloxi Boat Captain Tom Becker, an officer of the National Association of Charter Boat Operators. So he knows. He estimates that as much as 90% of the BP contracts in the Mississippi Harbor have gone to pleasure boats. Every day I see the boat trailers fill the parking lot as the pleasure boats get their assignments for the day while the commercial fleet sits idle. This is like stealing. These jokers are taking money away from those who are trying to feed their family. These jokers. These ignorant, criminal jokers. Scott Robinson, president of the Destin Charter Boat Association, echoes the same message. Vessels of Opportunity is a fiasco, he says. We are nearly... 100 charter boats in Destin. Only 13 boats are on contract. The rest are pleasure boats. People being paid for their boats who don't make their livings in the water. And real money is at stake. Vessels of Opportunity pays the boat captains 1200 to 3000 a day. Depending on the size of the vessel, their deckhands are paid 200 for each day while they are under contract. We've got guys trying to make payments on their boats, tackle, and dock spaces who could use the $2,000 a day that BP is paying, says Robeson. Instead, it's going to private boats. In Pensacola, emotions are running high as bank accounts are drained. One wife of a charter boat captain with two boats carrying a mortgage of $500,000 describes how BP hired a boat owned by a chiropractor with purple and yellow flames on the hull. Quote, they have activated freaking ski boats, she cries, while my husband, who has been in the charter business for two decades, sits idle. That's, it's just amazing. They go find some chiropractor ski boat that's done up like a, a low rider and in front of all these people who are suffering suffering because of bp's criminal negligence right they just goad them with this i, I wouldn't be surprised if people with torches and pitchforks appear in london and take the bp headquarters down well big oil's not quite so big anymore bp anadarko petroleum transocean Halliburton and Cameron, all big-time industry players who had a role in the Gulf Coast oil spill, have each seen the value of their stocks drop significantly since the Deepwater Horizon explosion. BP's market capitalization, for instance, is roughly $73 billion less today than it was before the blowout in the Gulf. So this has cost them $73 billion in market capitalization thus far. It's probably cost us $3 trillion in real resource depletion. The trend may, well, very be temporary in short term, but for now, regardless of the extent to which uh, BP's on the hook for footing the bill for the leak's containment and cleanup, a couple of things seems clear. These companies appear to be losing enormous amounts of money, at least as far as their long-term value is concerned, and Wall Street doesn't seem to be very confident that they can escape this episode unscathed. I don't think so. Over the last several weeks, for example, the liability cap on BP, which puts a ceiling of $75 million on economic damages BP would have to pay. I wonder who put that in place in Congress, has received a lot of media attention. Congress has introduced legislation to raise the cap to $10 billion. I think there was one senator, somebody from Oklahoma, who's holding the whole thing up. Somebody is. The concern, it seems, is that BP not get off too easy in what has become the largest oil spill in U.S. history.